0: Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of the Nursing Handover podcast. You have your favorite dynamic duo, Jerry and Diane. Diane, baby girl, how are you doing? How's your week going? How's everything going? So, I can't lie. I didn't really want to go to work this week. I hear that. Um, <laughs> anyone who knows me, I start my work week on Tuesdays. So, not very, not a very good start, to be honest. Not wanting to go to work on the start of the week. But it is what it is, you know. Mm -hmm. we're coming down to the end so Mm -hmm. and I I think I'll talk about what I'm talking about on a a story I think in this coming up week what am I going to talk about coming up week this week coming up I will talk about what I mean by the end but (laughs) (laughs) but otherwise I'm alright can't complain honestly, how are you? I'm alright you know I'm alright, I'm just I'm here, I'm coasting, I'm chilling. Um, work's been good. I did I, I had to Well Oh words has gone. I had to give some bad news today and it's been a long time since I've done that and yeah, it's a bit of a downer but I guess that's just part of the job really. I how did how did the obviously you can't give specifics, but how did the client take it the news? Well, it, she, the client took it, she took it very well. Very, very well. Um, well, What I can disclose is that, so within my role as a sickle cell nurse, you also have to break the news to parents that their children, newborns, have been diagnosed with sickle cell disease. And I guess, like anything, a lot of people, that's not what they want to hear they want to when they want to hear that their babies are fit, well, and healthy. Regardless, as baby that these babies can be, but you know that's not what you want to hear. And delivering that information, yes, it is sad because it's like you can literally see that someone's face completely change when you tell them this result. But such is life. Um, but yeah, but with that being said, all I can stress is that people, if you are of a black or some sort of ethnic minority descent, please, please, please get tested for your genotype, see what's within your family, within your partners' families, and see whether they're compatible because trust me, you do not want to be going through this, but anywho apart from that work's been okay, like I've just been kind of coasting, you know, doing some extra strips as always, especially like that like Christmas really isn't that far away, I actually cannot believe that we are in November. I know when second week of November, but girl, we're actually in November. Where has the year gone? When I tell you, twenty twenty two has literally come and flown. Honestly, like I think back, especially like during my mat leave, I thought people did say it, but I legit thought my mat leave would last ages, and I can't lie that really flew by. And now we're here. Yeah, it's good. I mean, seeing the babies. Turn one. So I'm saying baby because we have another friend who also gave birth literally a month after Jerry. So seeing their children turn one has made me realise time is really quick from newborns to literally now toddlers. Honestly, it's like link and they've changed. So 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 much. But yeah, but yeah, I really can't believe we November. Christmas is round the corner, New Year's is around the corner, it's 2023 pending. Boy, I don't even know what else to say. Boy, all I can say is that we need to finish strong. Of course, of course. And with that being said, I think you guys kind of already guess what today's topic is going to be about. So you may have all—I'm well, hoping you've all seen it—hilariously. Um, you—I'm hoping you've all seen the podcast, not the podcast. Well, the interview. For the BBC, that Diane and I have done in regards to the, nurse, the nursing strikes that will be going forward, from what I've seen today, as of today, today being Tuesday. But anyway, this will come out on Thursday, as always. And it's got such great feedback and response. Like, I cannot thank you guys enough for hyping up our, our segment on the news and sharing it and resharing it and resharing it and, re-sharing it and all the love. Yeah, I mean, it was an experience to say the least. I mean, anyone who knows me, I love a good rant, I love a good <laughs> <laughs> my mouth and speak. So it was good to be well represented, it was good to be, how can I say heard. To be our true selves and and be heard. Yeah. And, and really say what was on our minds about having to be PC per se, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, totally. And I can't lie, being on TV is a, is an experience. Like, trying to make sure that your hair and your makeup and your clothes and everything is somewhat perfect and you're not going to get beaten by your parents, that you're wearing too, showing too much skin or doing this or doing that. All of those right. things come into place. <laughs> even even down to, like, how you're referred to, having your full yeah. name or your shorthand name or um, just the whole setup of things. It, 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 there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes yeah but no it was definitely an experience i'd love to do it again i can't thank you guys enough like it's come out and people online have been sharing it and sharing it and sharing it and i'm just hoping that we're spreading the awareness of our interview which is in regards to the upcoming nursing strikes that we deserve better i know we seem to talk about all the time but if anything that stresses stresses how much we need to do this Because we can't keep talking forever. No. And I feel like we're quite lucky to have this platform to be able to talk and say how we feel and say what's on our mind. And we've been able to essentially share that with the rest of the world. You know, the whole point of having the nursing handover and the reason why it was birth, shall I say, Mm -hmm. was to give listeners... The 21st century perspective of, of what nursing is like now yeah um, because society has a way they see nurses already you know mm-hmm. in, in pinafores in a vocation underneath doctors running around like headless chickens kind of doing the dog's body work that's the to me the old school version of nursing yeah um, and it's more like just tolerate 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 you're there to nurse um and I feel like we've lent our voices for the last two years now, mm-hmm. um, to trying to really expose the narrative and change narrative, shall I say, and expose what actually does happen in a clinical environment in a community environment and this opportunity was just another chance for us again to to be really loud about what's going on, how we're impacted as individuals, yeah, and to be an advocate for our fellow nurses who are in the same positions because. I don't know, unless you're taking 80, 70, 50 after tax home, you're kind of suffering in the climate that we're in. That's just my opinion. Um, Yeah. And like I definitely said on the interview, and like Jerry said, you know, there's so much sacrifice that you're having to make just to live, yet you shouldn't have to. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Go on. Yeah, and I guess that's the point we're trying to make. Is as as much as it as much as it is about patient safety and poor retention and high turnover, is also about the individuals who are going in day in day out, and they're not reaping any rewards for the hard work that they're putting in. Yeah, because as you guys can see, and here we do a lot of work, carry a lot of responsibilities, and our jobs really should be catered for. Yeah. And with that being said, I'm like, the full-blown interview comes out. Like, honestly, have a listen and share it because you will see so much more that we had to share because I think for me, like, striking, it's not even just to put patient at harm, put patient at harm and other things like that. I just think we need to be heard. As we know, like, during, during not even during COVID, COVID, like, recently... With inflation, less, like the RCM was asking to to bring up our pay to twelve percent to match the current rate of inflation, and what we were offered one percent here in the here in England, whereas our Scottish counterparts, can, why can't I speak today? I'm so sorry, guys. Our Scottish counterparts were offered four percent. Yes, they were still offered somewhat more than us, but look at the little percentages that we being offered. But yeah, all these other ministers are getting big, 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 big bonus salaries. I think for me, the issue is is how much we have to do to get a pay rise. Honestly, when other professions are entitled to it, it's like a yearly thing or it's on a promotional basis. But it's like for us, no, there has to be all of this palaver just to sit on the table and discuss it, not even that it's a guarantee. It's literally like we're begging just to pay us what we're worth. Yeah. You know, how do you expect society or the users of the NHS to actually respect their caregivers if you, the government, don't? (laughs) You know. Boy, oh boy. But it's a shocker. But all I can say, people, is if you are a nurse, if you are a midwife, if you are some form of healthcare, when the dates come out, I can't lie. I want you, I would like to see you on the picket line with us because... This strike is going to be monumental, and it's not just monumental for nurses. I think this is going to be the beginning of the revolution in regards to, in regards to civil servants. like we have worked for literally pittance for way too long, and we're all tired of suffering. And as we're seeing like railway workers and you know the underground and all them people there striking, yes, it's a pain for the rest of us, but they're being somewhat heard. This is our time this is the time that we come together and say like, you know, what, we deserve more. Look at the qualifications that we have to get just to get our jobs. If it was any easier, then we wouldn't have gone to uni. We wouldn't have done X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I think that's the thing about it is when it's more than a vocation now, it's a professional career mm-hmm. and it should be given its accolades and financially they should be given. Yeah, having many letters after my name is great, but I don't want to work in an environment where it's unsafe and I'm putting patients at risk because there's not enough people on the ward. This is it. I don't want to read a child death review. I don't want to hear trusts going through countless reviews of, I don't know, fitness to practice or failures. And most of it can be equated to poor staffing. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to read that. I don't want to see that. And even with that being said, that also ties in well. I hope you had listened to last week's episode where we did discuss poor staffing. Like, all of this plays a big role in everything that's happening now. But you know what? The people I have to blame is literally the Tories. Mm. Don't get me wrong. As we always say, we're not a political podcast, but sometimes I don't think Labour could be any better, but I just can only hope, and from what we have seen in the past... Their policies will somewhat aid what's going on now because people are really suffering. Really, really suffering. And also with the Tories, they just want everything to become privatised and, you know, the rich get richer and the poorer get poor. All I can say, guys, and I think I've said it on our pod before, if they privatise our healthcare, we're actually all screwed. I have probably all told you about the time I went to the States and got really sick. I stayed in like a HDU for like five days and... My bill, without any doctors' fees, and without the the fees for going to A and E, legit was fifty five k. Yeah, like I don't have that sort of cash to pay up front. And I, the thing about it is, sis, is that it's scary to think that's how much it costs. And if such um, a way of delivering health care came here, we would see a lot of people die. And honestly the premiums on if you have pre-existing conditions before you get your insurance you know having to sustain that people who have children in like in the neonatal intensive care unit pediatric intensive care palliative all those drugs all that medication the bed space the equipment the practitioners themselves they're expensive mm-hmm.
1: like you know? isn't
0: it a vial of insulin is like a grand
1: yeah it's and scary. Look at how
0: many people have diabetes like could you it, actually afford it yeah. like If you would think about yourself, if you were diabetic and you were you were needing to take insulin, and insulin per vial was a grand, could you afford your medicines for a week? It's very unlikely. I mean, that's why, like I've always said that on discharge summaries, they should put how much care costs. Mm Hmm. Oh, saying that, have you seen the thing that's been going around on social media? I want to say more so TikTok. And there's a website that you can go on to see how much you have cost the NHS in, I think, about 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know how accurate it is. But, like, if you were to use, they've put, like, I think the max of everything is, like, say, 20 or everything. And the numbers are ridiculous. Could you actually afford it? Like, I know I couldn't. Can you imagine? (laughs) I think sometimes people need to see it that way. Yeah, but I think they've stopped doing it Because I know pre-Covid, when I used to get a text For an appointment, it would tell you like, If you missed this appointment, this appointment costs 156 quid I think they've stopped doing it now But stuff like that like People really need to see Because people don't believe just by hearing They need to see it live and direct Yeah This is it Because it's at, At the end of the day, the NHS is for us Yeah for all of us, and we're all entitled to have good care. We're paying taxes, we're mem- contributing members to society. Mm-hmm. But, like we've said so many times, like we probably sound like broken records, it is falling apart. That's the truth. No one can even dress that up. It is. Yeah. Um. And if things don't change, things will continue to get worse. Boy, 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 boy. I just really hope, like, I know that evil witch, what's her name? Therese Coffey or whatever her name is whilst when whilst Liz Truss was in action and she was the health sec the health sec from the time she said that even if we do strike we will get an increase like I just want oh my god but anyway I just want to make sure that that does not happen obviously me as one person can't make sure that happens but I think there's a lot of people that are for and you know the weird few that are against strange I don't mm-hmm. understand why um I just think it's our time. It's time to make a stand It's time for the revolution. The revolution is now, people. I mean, at the end of the day, if not now, then when? This is it. When are we going to wait until the NHS is literally crumbling? Because it's been crumbling for time. Yeah. From before we even started nursing, it was crumbling. And it's just gotten worse and worse and worse as time goes on. And I think that's the problem, it's historic. This is not a new age problem. It's not been an ongoing thing and it's just progressively become worse. Mm -hmm. I just see it as like generational trauma. Honestly. (laughs) It's just adding to everything else. But the way it's going, it's legit. It feels like it's got its own little family, its own little issues and it's going through it. And sadly, we don't know where it's going to make it throughout the other side. At this rate, it probably won't. no. But, you know, there's a lot that they can do to make changes. Mm-hmm. They just need to listen. They need to listen. With action. Listen yeah. with action. Yeah, agreed. What do you think will come out for the, from these strikes? Do you think they'll have a change of perspective? I think they'll realise that we're not joking. Finally. That nurses are really tired. And I always mm-hmm. think that it seems to be this government only a response to that level of action. But at the same time, if I flip it, they gaslight also. Mm-hmm. So they, they will try to use the mainstream media as a way to make nurses look like they're being bad by wanting to strike. Yeah. And again, like I stress this to anyone listening. No, when you when you're facing injustice over and over again, year in, year out, there comes a time when you take a stand in, in life, not even just in work, in your personal life. You know, mm-hmm. if something's happening to you over and over again that you don't like or you don't enjoy, you have to make certain choices. You have to try. If you don't try, you don't get. Mm-hmm. No, you, you can't know. If you sit on your laurels and just think, well, you know, we're not really being paid well, but I mm, guess I'm doing bank and I'm managing, so I'll just get on with it. Who's said want to do bank? Is you know, and life isn't like that. There's so much more to life than that, you know? Honestly, at all. But then again, someone could easily say, like, if we're not happy with the pay here, we could leave. But I don't want to have to leave the country that I've grown up in. No, th- Not even that. The issue is, okay, leave, but who's going to replace me? This is it. Because it's easy to leave. People are doing it now. 40,000 people have walked away in the last, what, year or two? See, have that's left. so scary. Right And not just left their roles, they've left the nursing professional together, so are you really shocked though? I'm not shocked, I'm not shocked, but the problem is when people will say to us, "Okay, but you know you can leave, yes, but the problem is you don't have anybody coming in after you to replace you, and that's where the problem is. that's where, that's where the deficit is essentially, but even you saying that, that just makes me think that like, you know what this just takes us back to the fact that like we're so caring because we're yeah. thinking about what happens when we leave and they couldn't give a toss about us. No. But yet here we are, like, forward planning. That like, if I leave, X, Y, and Z can't happen. Yeah. And you can't help yourself because you're thinking about, OK, my fellow colleagues, if I leave, mm-hmm. what happen to them? Or, for example, I'm in the community, so I know for a fact that my workload has to be shared amongst others. So when I leave all those cases, all those cases have to be divvied out between the remaining members of staff, especially the yeah. safe ones, the vulnerable ones. I mean, even when you go off sick, you worry about the state of the ward. Mm-hmm. You worry about your diary. You worry.
1: You know, mm-hmm. you, do. you
0: do. Could you think, oh, what if I've left this? I haven't filled in that. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. Why should we be made to feel Like the times we're supposed to be resting, my here still thinking about work. Like... How? But then you know that's what's ingrained in us. We're taught to be as as you're meant to have these qualities anyway. But we're taught to be compassionate, caring. I'm probably going along with the sixes, but and I definitely don't remember them. But you know, down that route. And yeah. I think it's both a good thing and a bad thing because it's a great thing because you want your nurses to be to be able to emulate that. However, I think it's a bad thing because people prey on it and they play on it it's like for example you know when you when everyone goes into work around winter time and everyone's dying of like the flu or something no one wants to take time off because everyone feels bad but that is a time that you should take time off and rest and get better and come back when you're a lot better and stronger exactly and management don't care they just happen to see your face and the position filled and that's the worst part you know for real so, I mean, ultimately, what? Okay, in terms of a pay rise, mm-hmm. how much is enough? I don't even know. <laughs> you say that, I'm thinking, oh, it's 10K enough, but I don't think it is. My only thing now, yeah, is even if we got this 12%, which I think, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think would also be somewhat considerably more than what we're on now. If we had an extra 10%. Yeah. We taxed it at disgusting rate because now what doesn't the 40%, 40 or 45% tax start from like 50k? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the pay slip of nurses, mm, take when I used to look at my deductions, my NI would come out, my student loan would come out, my pension would come out, then your pay e tax would come out. That's a big chunk. Comes out by the time you get paid. Like I feel like it's almost stripped back. That is crazy, and I think, my goodness, what what did I go to work for today? Nothing here, honestly. Yeah. Because it just, it just. Ugh. Do you know what? I just it just takes me back to what you said in the interview about wincing at your pay it Like you work so hard, and you're just like, "Is this it?" Yeah, like, at this point, I don't look. I just know that I was paid today. So, until the bank tell me that you're in overdraft, I don't want to look there. Don't show me. Don't want to see. Because what, what is going to be better? It's true. What do you... Okay, so you threw it to me. I'm going to throw it back to you. How much do you think is enough? God. I want... I want... As I'd say, a band fight should start on at least 30 between 30 and 32k. I think they are now. Out out of London. Let me check. Let me check. And to me, when you get professional qualifications, you should get a pay rise. Wait, hold on. Let me just make sure this is 2022. Oh my God, it really is. Shock. So starting salary for a band five is 27... £1,055, which yes, me, is, in is that is disgusting because they live. Pardon, it makes you think, How are they living? Honestly, because like when we first started, okay, yes, we were based in London, but we were getting, we were legit getting like 25k to begin, yeah. and that was seven years ago, yes, exactly, right? Like seven years ago, and this is what I'm getting. Like there's no growth in that salary, not at all. It's even saying to make it to thirty two thousand. Again, this is out of London. You have to be a band five or four years. Be sick, crazy. Oh wow! Like, don't get me wrong. Living outside London, yes, it is cheaper, but this is still not it. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean it, it could be cheaper, but you are still working as hard as the person down here. So, your your pays are reflective of that? No. Okay, with that being said, I do agree with you. I think Band fives should start from 30k. But really? then even looking at Band 1... After tax, after tax, they should be getting that. Yeah. Because I'm looking at, like, just the agenda, the agenda for change for the pay rates that came in April 22, but they've also changed again, though. I don't... Anyway, I feel like they have changed again, but don't quote me. Even looking at band one pay, band although it says that, you know, no one can enter at band one from December 2018, so I don't really know why we still have band one. But anyway, band one, your taking your take home is twenty twenty thousand two hundred and seventy pounds per year. Which is the same amount as band two without any without any experience. You can't make it up, can you? I think this is awful. It it just just makes you think how how out of touch the government is. How out of touch? Like, how is that sustainable? But my thing is, yeah, if you look at like if you look at everyone, all the different jobs on this list for all the different bandings, and then you compare them to like retail workers or workers in other fields. Really? and I'm not really trying to slate anyone at all. Like, get your money however you get it. I'm all here for it, but the responsibility that we carry is disgusting for this amount of money. Yeah, horrendous. How is how's anyone motivated to work when they're hardly earning anything? Honestly, and like a Bantu. So, a two would be like a domestic cleaner, healthcare assistant. security officer, secretary health, some sort of, yeah nursery assistant, drivers housekeeping assistants how do they live off this? Scary like how do you actually survive, how do people manage? And it's concerning that the government aren't worried about that because at the end of the day if you don't care about the people that give care, Mm -hmm. what do you expect to happen to them? Well, this just takes us back to COVID times when, you know, our colleagues and stuff were dying and they were just getting like random payouts, but even that still wasn't much. And your job would be out the next day. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Honestly, like Ugh these wages are actually awful. And I, I implore anyone, I think we probably have to attach the link to this post, but just go and take a look at, at what people are earning. And then I would say calculate somebody's rent, gas, electric, council tax, water, Um, if they have a car to run, if they can afford one by the time all that deductions are done. Oh. Having to pay their NMC membership every year, having to pay to belong to a union, having to, to travel, by the time that's all in, I'm sure you must have been mindless by that point. Well, yeah, but this is why people used to be, like, salary sacrifice. that. Me, personally, I wouldn't. But people do what they can and get it however they can as well. It's just awful. I just really hope that striking comes out. Like, when we strike, it's not in vain. Yeah. Because, just like you said, they're going, they're going to gaslight us. They're gaslighting us already. Wasn't it the police chairman or somewhere up north that was saying that nurses should not be striking and should not be doing X, Y, and Z? Um, Mr. Man, please, 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 please come down to London. I will find you one of the most London's most ghettoist hospitals. You put a twelve hour shift there and tell me if they don't deserve better. not even that yet. Yeah. What's your own? What's your business? Honestly. My guy. The police right now are facing one big crisis. They are the biggest shambles mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. The amount of corruption, the amount of discrimination that is going on within within the police force, yeah? Mm-hmm. And you have to cheat to enter nursing business. If you have nothing of use to say, please don't contribute. And that's not to shut people down. But you can't come as a fellow public sector worker and come and tell us we can't do this, why? Why can't we do it? Why can't we do that? Because they can. If police really want to, the police can go on strike. Yes, society will run ragged, but it is what it is. Who's going to stop them? Yeah. I, mean, I don't think so. The yeah, union will probably be in favour of it. Yeah, to me, it's inserting yourself in business just to look like you're for the government. You're in support of Certain things and doesn't bode well mm-hmm. of not a very good look at all, That's you know. True. And like if we're being if we're being extreme, let let me let's take it that way. Imagine you're a nurse, you can't make ends meet, you start doing things on the side that maybe aren't legal to make mm-hmm. money. Then I, I start committing crime, petty crime, because I need. And I'm not saying anyone should do this. I'm just saying that. You don't know how desperate people can become. Mm -hmm. You know? You don't. So to me, as a police officer, as a police chief, when I saw that article, I was very aggrieved. I was actually annoyed. Because I was like, my guy, you don't know what people are going through for you to come out and say such a thing. But you know what? This just also makes me feel like I'm going to be very sexist with what I'm saying. But it's because he's a man. He doesn't care about all this stuff. Again, nursing is always seen as such a feminine role regardless of the different types of nursing. And I feel like when it comes to certain men, especially men that don't work in the field, because as we know, guys go up the ladder very quickly. But anyway, men that don't work in the field, they always just assume that you know we should be happy with what we've got because we've got something at all. And that's really not the case. No, I mean, at the end of the day, what I would say to anyone who's listening is we all have to make choices in life Mm -hmm. and some choices make you uncomfortable, but sometimes they have to be done for the greater good Mm -hmm. And, and where you can lend your voice in a positive way, you should. But at the same time, if you don't feel like you can, that's also okay. You can only do what is best for you in your situation. But I for one cannot sit here and say that I'm happy with how things are in the NHS. I can't confidently tell you I want to even stay in the NHS if things continue to be this bad. That's yeah. like just me being honest, you know. In the next ten years, what is it going to look like? What would you want to do? What if how I would know, What would make you completely decide? Yeah, I'm out. I think if I if I am starting to see increased risk of patients. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally looking at myself, a burning out, mm-hmm. being tearful at work. It affecting my mental health. Having to literally live hand to mouth. Yeah. Um, and I think just risk knowing that at any moment my pain could be lost, and mm-hmm. and not enjoying it anymore because ultimately, if I don't enjoy it anymore, something will have to give. Yeah. But I think ultimately, ultimately for me is if I see something happen when I'm on a shift or I'm in an area, in a community, and I'm like, whoa, that's a very big near-miss there, then it's time to bow out, you know, because you just don't know when... You just you, just don't, you can't predict when things are going to happen. Yeah, and I can't lie. I don't, want, I don't want that blood on my hands. No. And ultimately, the responsibility... Would be the fact that there is poor staffing. And then they'll tell you, and then they'll tell you, why didn't you report the poor staffing and escalate? But we have so many times to a point that they're not listening, they don't care, they literally pretend that they're legally blind and can't see it. Yeah. And as we've said always, I me personally, I am refusing to put my pin on the line for someone else. Because legit, when the poo hits the fan, who are they going to throw under the bus? us? and I'm not here for it. And I think we have to be able to be that confident and say, do you know what? I'm, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And, and be justified in our reasons. Not because I, I don't want to be a nurse. Not because I'm lazy. Not because I'm worried about the money. No, it's unsafe now for the patient and for me. Mm-hmm. And someone's going to die, me or them. And maybe not die in the sense of my life will end. Or my professional career could die yeah. as a result of the risk that I'm I am I'm under or the stress I'm under, or the pressure that I'm under. You know, and I would never forgive myself if something has happened that could have been prevented if there was just one one more member of staff. Honestly, that's the stuff you, you live with regret. You know, if somebody was on, if this was like this, if that was like that, you can second get yourself talking them come, You know. Honestly, like, I've I got nothing else to say, baby girl, because I literally feel, like, the points that have been made are so valid and it's just, it's just so true. Honestly, we will speak until the cars come home. Let's and see what happens. Indeed. With that being said, since we are going to strike, are you going to be out there on the picket line? Yeah, so we wrapped up warm, though, can't lie of course because they're they're hoping it's going to happen sometime soon before christmas but guys we will be on the picket lines yes we'll be in different places but we want to see you also out there on the picket line with us because this is something that's going to benefit all of us when i say all of us literally every single last person because we're not asking we're not we're not striking just for you know any reason As much as it's for staffing issues and for us as nurses, it's also for our patients, like Diane has said earlier on this episode. Yeah. This is for everyone. We need to see everyone in unison today, whenever it happens. I'm sure that we're working together and we support each other. That's it. I mean, we're the the biggest work for... well, Well, we are... The biggest workforce in the NHS we are the cornerstone of the service mm-hmm. we're the ones that have direct patient care be it clinical be it community yeah we're the ones that build the rapport of the patients we're the ones that support everybody I kind of feel I feel like we're the branches that we mm-hmm. ever want to in that way and we deserve to have proper pay we deserve to be treated as professionals mm-hmm. and again you know our platform is here to speak up we're not here to shy away if it's uncomfortable well get used to hearing it we're not going to shut up basically no exactly that guys well that wraps up today's podcast we hope you enjoyed, listened, also enjoyed our interview keep sharing the love, keep spreading the word because it is definitely right there all the information needed and as always, guys, feel free to share this episode with your friends, your family, literally whoever, whether they're nursing folks or not, literally anyone, since we're, you know, out there getting a lot of reach. You know, thank you guys for sharing. Um, but and always you can always hit us up at our email address at thenursinghandover at gmail.com, our Instagram page at the nursing handover podcast. Uh, our Twitter account is at the underscore handover. And for our private pages, for me, Geraldine, it's Jelly Bean with three three L's and two A's. And for Diane, it's at DD Lutz with a Z at the end. So, guys, until next week, please take care, stay safe, stay warm because it really is getting chilly real quick. Stay mm-hmm. warm and all that jazz. And have a lovely week. Indeed. Stay blessed, people. And take care. Bye. Bye.